Hi, and welcome to the first ever Jack Attack Sports Attack podcast. My name is Jackson Holland. I'll be the host. Um, basically, let me just go over what this podcast is going to be. It's mostly going to be about sports, uh, college football specifically. I'm a huge University of Tennessee volunteer football fan, so there's going to be a little bit of bias more towards there. I'm going to talk about them a lot. Uh, they're my favorite team. been a fan since I was born. So... Uh, Probably not going to venture too much out of that, but I just want to get that bias out of the way before we really began things, before you really got to know me, is that that's, that's mostly what I'm going to talk about, is college football, that's my passion. Uh, I love the Southeastern Conference, um, just everything about it, the, the tradition, the pageantry, it's just beautiful, and I love college sports, but I'm also going to you know venture out every once in a while uh, into music, comedy. TV, movies, uh, and, it's not, and when I say sports, it's not just going to be uh, football and college football. I'll talk about pretty much anything big in, in sports news, but that's where my passion and my loyalty lies is in SEC and college football. <clears throat> uh, this podcast this week is going to include a college football preview. I'm going to talk about the upcoming season. Uh, begins Thursday with South Carolina and Texas A&M. I'm going to talk about a little bit of Tennessee football. Um, talk about Justin Worley, that huge freshman class, and what I really think of Butch Jones. Uh, talk about the SEC, give a couple of predictions on who I think is going to win it, each division, how I think each team is going to you know, end up finishing. Uh, let's see, we'll talk about the college football playoff and my predictions for there, and just the rest of the season, who are the four teams going to make it, who's going to win the college football playoff. Uh, going to talk a little bit of Rams football since I'm here in St. Louis. Going to talk about Johnny Football, what I think about him, and then finally that Steve Ballmer Clippers deal going through. Like I said, I'm going to branch out to all sports, so let's uh, start it off here with a little bit of college football. Uh, talk about the University of Tennessee. Uh, Justin Worley got named uh, two weeks ago, I think, the starting quarterback of Tennessee. And the thing I like about Justin Worley is everyone talks about game managers. I talked about with A.J. McCarron. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Russell Wilson's a game manager, and he's a Super Bowl champion right now. <clears throat> so even though Worley is not the most athletic of the three quarterbacks in the race, I, I think he's probably the best option, especially with all that freshman and that wide receiver talent around him. He just needs to go out there, throw the ball up, somebody will catch it. And he just needs to deliver it on time with a little bit of accuracy. He doesn't need to do anything amazing. Um, I can see where they want Josh Dobbs to be a little bit more athletic, you know, to get out of there, especially with a really experienced, uh, inexperienced, sorry, offensive line. They're not going to be able to protect him as well as last year when he had all the time in the world to throw because he had the best offensive line in the country. But they don't have that this year. That's going to be a challenge for Justin Worley, and he might get out of the pocket, and he might move a little bit. We haven't really seen much of him, you know, do that in camp or last year, but maybe he has the ability. Peyton even had the ability to do it when he was at Tennessee. Uh, he did it once or twice, but <clears throat> I, I think that's the the good pick was Justin Worley, and then he's got all the freshman talent in the world to throw to and around him. You have Jalen Hurd. <laughs> um, he's probably going to be the best running back in the country by the end of this. And Jalen Hurd, you have Josh Malone, who's a freshman wide receiver. Um, just just plenty of talent. Thirty, I think it was thirty three. 
recruits coming in this year to really help Ethan Wolf. He's looking great through fall camp. Um, Butch Jones. Let me let me just talk about Butch Jones for here for a second. I think he's the one guy in Tennessee who can deliver us a national championship. I think he'll do it before five years. I, I think we're we're almost there to win an SEC championship, win a national championship. I know it's a lot harder than that, but I just feel like he's the right guy to do it. He's the guy who can finally come out and bring Tennessee fans what they've been waiting for for a while since Philip Palmer left. Because we had to go through the Lane Kiffin era. Which wasn't the worst era, but it was bad. It, was, it wasn't great, and he left us with a lot of problems here later on. Then we had to go through the Derek Dooley phase, a guy who just couldn't recruit. He got, yeah, he got some of the big guys. He got Cordell Patterson. Everyone's going to throw Cordell Patterson out there. Saying, oh, he got him, though. But the reason why there's so much inexperience right now at the offensive line is because two years ago, he didn't take a single offensive lineman. He didn't take a single offensive lineman. You can't do that in the SEC and expect to win. I think right there that should have been a sign for you know, the people at Tennessee to go, oh, hey, maybe this isn't the right guy for the job. How do you not recruit an offensive lineman in the SEC? Of all the things in the world that you could recruit, you can't recruit an offensive lineman. Butch Jones comes in, first recruiting class, it's top five. That is impressive, especially with the way the program's been heading. It's been heading in a downtrend. That's just where it is right now. And I think you have to look at that and say, that's something fantastic. That's something a championship coach would do. That's something Nick Saban would do in his first year. And everyone's, you know, Nick Saban is now the, the standard for coaching in college football. But I think Butch Jones will be there one day. Uh, let's talk a little bit about SEC. Uh, in the East this year, you know, you're, Tennessee, I think, will do well in the SEC for, for one reason. Um, Florida, you still don't know what you're getting with Jeff Driscoll. Jeff Driscoll sorry. Jeff Driscoll. It's a tough name to say. Um, you still don't know what you're getting with him. I don't think he's the guy who can lead Florida to an SEC championship, to a national championship. So they'll lose a couple of games because of it, because he can't take care of the ball. Vanderbilt, you know, they come up and they surprise everyone. One year, they surprise everyone. And it's not going to happen this year. They have a new coach. They lost a lot of talent, especially Jordan Matthews. He's probably the biggest contributor on that field. But they lose him. And there's a lot of things that are changing. They're changing their offensive scheme and their defensive scheme. It's going to be a transition, but I like Derek Mason. I'll say that. I really like Derek Mason. I think there's a lot he can do for that school. And you have Kentucky. They're still not there yet. Mark Stoops did a good job recruiting. I don't think he did a great job. I don't think it was exceptional. But he did a good job recruiting. But they're still not there yet. They still don't have the talent influx that they need to be successful in the SEC. South Carolina, <clears throat> you know, Coach Berger is always going to put out a good team. Dylan Thompson, he's going to be a good quarterback, but he's not Connor Shaw. You have Mike Davis, and that's who they really had to rely on. And they have to hope he doesn't get hurt or goes down midway through the season. So, for that sake, I hope they go through. And they play pretty well. But that's why I think Tennessee has a real chance. And then you have Georgia. 
Georgia with Hudson Mason. I think it's kind of a wild card. Everyone wants to point to the bowl game that he played in and played very well in. Yeah, that's great. But as far as the rest of that goes, I don't think he's a fantastic quarterback. He had to sit behind Aaron Murray. There's a reason he was sitting behind Aaron Murray. It's because he wasn't better than Aaron Murray. So to say that they're going to do better under him, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. You can't sit behind a guy for four years and then suddenly, oh, his fifth year, he's going to be better. No. That's not how it works. Aaron Murray beat him every year. Aaron Murray was the better quarterback every year. To Jordan and me, they have a lot they're going to have to deal with, especially up in Columbia, Missouri, where the University of Missouri is, and Maddie Mock. Maddie Mock, I think, is probably going to be the best quarterback in the SEC East this year. Just the way we saw him play last year, based off of that, he's playing even better through fall camp. Yes, he doesn't have it, you know, DGB to throw to, Dorio Green back him. But I think there's still enough there and enough talent and enough in Matty Mock to get them back to the SEC East champion. They're who I'm picking right now to win the SEC East. You know, everyone's going to talk about Florida and their great defense. Georgia, oh, Hudson Mason's going to be great. But not so fast, to, to quote the great Lee Corso. Not so fast. Because Mizzou, they won it last year for a reason. They have more playmakers on defense. I think they can beat any team in the SEC East on defense. They have a quarterback who's dynamic, and they have somewhat talented receivers. They don't have great receivers right now, but they can develop there. And so I think that's why they'll be back in Atlanta. Now, moving to the West. Alabama's always going to be the favorite, hands down. They also have Auburn with Nick Marshall. Nick Marshall is going to be suspended for the first game this year. But they'll still win. They'll still win. And I like Auburn, but I just don't think they can do it the same way they did it last year. They don't have Trey Mason back there. Trey Mason was dynamic. They're, the reason the option and that offensive scheme worked so well last year is because you had Nick Marshall and Trey Mason. Because Nick Marshall hands off that ball, Trey Mason's probably going to go for a touchdown. He had that risk. Or if he keeps it, Nick Marshall couldn't run for a touchdown. He can't really throw that well, which is why it's hard to run that triple option. And he won't have the same type of running back that Trey Mason does. So that's why I don't see Auburn doing as well as they did last year and tearing up defenses. Because people are going to expect it. They're gonna, they've looked at film all offseason to figure out how to beat Auburn if they play them this year. So they know what to expect. It's not going to surprise them anymore like it did last year. So in that regard, that's why I think Alabama or Auburn or even Mississippi State Dak Prescott, he's not a guy to sleep on. He's not a guy to sleep on. And, but I also don't think he's the best thing in the SEC West. I think the best quarterback right now in the SEC West is going to be Bo Wallace. And I like Bo Wallace. I know he's, he's inconsistent, but this is his last year. And when you come into college football, you always see people talk about their breakout senior year. There's a reason for that, because they realize it's their last chance. 
This is his last chance to go to the NFL. This is his last chance to win the SEC West. This is his last chance to maybe win a national championship. He wins the SEC West. So I think with that, Mississippi and Mississippi State are going to be real players. Uh, LSU, they have a lot of concerns for me. They don't have a lot of experienced talent. They have a lot of talent, just not experienced talent. They still don't know who their quarterback is, which is a concern that I think is a lot bigger than people expect. Alabama, they can play theirs out all, all year. I think it's Jake Coker. You know, everyone talks about how he pushed James Winston. Well, we don't know that. So it could be Jacob Coker, and it could be Blake Sims. I think you have to go Coker, because Blake Sims just, in the opportunities that he's had, he has not looked great. He has not looked like you would expect an Alabama quarterback to look. He doesn't have any, any great attributes that I would say, yeah, that's the guy. And I think that's why Nick Saban right now is struggling over who to pick. He wants to pick Slims. Uh, because he knows the system. He knows Alabama. Coker doesn't know that yet. So I think Coker will eventually win the job. He'll be the starting quarterback of the Alabama Crimson Tide this season. But I don't. I just. I just don't know about Alabama. We'll have to see how Coker responds in pressure situations. If he can be consistent, like Nick Saban wants him to. And that's just going to be the real struggle for him. Is can he be consistent? Can he play winning football like Nick Saban wants him to? Can he be a part of the process? And it's just going to be really, really tough to see them, if he isn't that guy, to winning it. And so that's why I'm, I'm picking Auburn to win the West. I think it'll be the championship with Mizzou-Auburn again. It's, it's hard not to see that right now, just going by uh, what, what I know. Because there's so many variables going into the season. And that's why I think I'm a little bit more excited than I was last year. Because it's not just going to be, oh, Alabama's going to go, you know, 11-0 and then lose it in the last game against Auburn. I just, you know, it's just hard for me to see Alabama putting together that type of season. But it's easier for me to see Auburn and Mizzou putting together that type of season that they did last year because that's all we can go off right now. That's all we know is what happened last season. So it's going it's to be Mizzou, Auburn. I think Auburn wins it again. Uh, nothing against Mizzou. Auburn just has so many more things, so much more talent at their disposal. Mizzou loses a wide receiver. I don't know how they're going to replace him. You know, Mizzou moves, loses someone on their offensive alignment. I don't know how they're going to replace it right now. So I think Auburn beats them, and then they end the playoffs. And the college playoff, here, here's my four teams. I have Auburn, who wins the SEC. Michigan State is going to win the Big Ten, especially now that Braxton Miller's out. I think it's a wide-open conference for, for Michigan State. They're just going to walk right in to that Big Ten championship, beat the tar out of... I think, actually, Ohio State and Michigan State, are, are they in the same conference this year? I'll have to look at that. Or in the same division. Um, but... When they, when they play Ohio State, if it's a championship game or if it's in, in, you know, a division game, they're going to win. They're going to win. And that's just, how, that's just how I see it. I don't think, you know, um, Ohio State has the weapons outside of 
Braxton Miller to beat a team like Michigan State who's going to play excellent defense. They didn't have it last year in the championship game. They should have won it. Yeah, they play, what is this, week? Play week 11, November 4th. Ohio State, Michigan State. Michigan State beats them. They're going to be at home. They know if they win that game, they're going to that title game. Michigan State beats Ohio State. They're going to make it into the 14th playoff. So right now it's Auburn, Michigan State. UCLA, I, th I think they're a hot pick right now. So a lot of people are looking at Tristan Hundley and saying, this is the guy who could lead them there. I don't think so. Oregon is just going to be so much more faster than UCLA will ever dream of being. Oregon's going to win that conference. They just had to get past Stanford, which Stanford isn't as great as they have been. Um, they're not as much of a threat to Oregon this year as they, they were the past couple of years. So Oregon does that. They beat um, UCLA in that conference championship game. They go in the 14 playoffs. So right now it's Auburn, Michigan State, Oregon. And then we get to the Big 12, because I think it's going to be the four conference winners. You have to go Baylor. Bryce Petty lit it up last year. For the 14 playoff, they would have been in it last year. And I just don't think Texas right now is ready. Kansas State could uh, surprise a lot of people, but anyone else is West Virginia. They're going to lose week one to Alabama, so they'll be out of it. TCU, I don't, I don't think they're much of a threat. Don't really see anyone else in that conference who can really stack up. But Kansas is going to go like one and ten again. So it'll be Auburn as the one seed. The two seed I think will go to Oregon. They'll play a little bit better than Michigan State all season. Three will be Michigan State, and then just due to strength of schedule, it'll have to go to Baylor as the four seed. So to stack up, it would be Auburn playing Baylor, Oregon, Michigan State. Auburn beats Baylor. Um, I think it would be actually a really high-scoring game. I see it like 42 to 35. Auburn moves on to the championship game. Oregon, Michigan State. High-powered offense, tough defense. Oregon never plays well in these games. I have to give it to Michigan State. Auburn, Michigan State. And I think Michigan State does win it just because of how great their defense plays. It is ridiculous how well that defense plays together. Yes, they lost our quiz, Denard. That, that guy was crazy lockdown corner. But I still think they're probably the best team out there. And they can match up in this 14 playoff. They may not be the best team in the country after it's all said and done, but... That's what you get with the playoff. You get who plays the best against matchups. Auburn may have the most talent on the field during that championship game and still get beat because that's how football's played. You don't play football on a talent level. And that's really why I see Michigan State winning. It's just simply because of the matchups. All right. So that's my prediction. Michigan State wins the national championship this year. They have the easiest road. Ohio State is going to be down this year just because Braxton Miller's out. And I know Ohio State fans will be like, well, we have this guy, and we have this guy. You know, let's look at their roster. 
real quick here. Uh, who's the quarterback that's taking over? JT Barrett. JT Barrett. He's a guy who could be great. But he's a freshman. And a freshman quarterback. Johnny Manziel, if he had made it his 14th playoff, he would have been out in the first round. James Winston, yes, he he won a national championship. But he had a great, great team around him. Ohio State doesn't have a great, great team around him. They had a good team around a great quarterback. Now they've lost their great quarterbacks, and now they're just left with a good team. Michigan State can beat that. Michigan State can beat the rest of a semi-decent Big Ten. It's not a great conference either. So they're going to get there. They're going to go ahead. They're going to go against an Auburn team that is missing a lot of their weapons from last year. In the championship, the way I see it, or they'll they'll play an Oregon team who they can match up with because of their defense. And I think they win both those games just because of how well they play in defense. They only need a couple scores to to really get beyond that. So that's that's my prediction for college football. Uh, let's move on to a little bit of NFL. I'm gonna stay right here in my hometown of St. Louis, and we're gonna talk about a big injury that happened to Sam Bradford. Torres ACL again, out for the season. Second year in a row, the Rams fans are going to have to deal with possibly in seven and nine, eight and eight season. Miss the playoffs again. Sean Hill will probably be our quarterback this year, unless they go out and there's been talk of Mark Sanchez. Um, he's not the guy who's going to lead you to the playoffs. Sam Bradford's out. And that's that's just a big blow to the whole team in this whole city. There was a lot of excitement around this this Rams team, you know, when we got Aaron Donald. And now we have the best defensive line in the league. And that's how we're gonna win this division, is having the best defensive line in the league and in the division. But we need a quarterback. And as far as I look at Rams, we need to get a new quarterback. We need to get someone who can be a game changer but when we're down by seven points, can lead us on that drive to win. Sam Bradford can't be that guy because he can't be healthy. He can't remain healthy long enough to, to lead us there. So the same out. I don't know what the Rams are going to do this year. Maybe they'll put a season together. Maybe Sean Hill will decide, I'm going to be the greatest quarterback in the league right now. Come out and beat every team. Just needs to be a game manager, much like Russell Wilson. Colin Kaepernick is a little bit more dynamic, but I don't think he's he's too great of a quarterback to to say he's not a game manager because it's kind of what he is. He makes decisions that are kind of presented to him as he goes along. He doesn't really have to make them. It, it's throw the ball or run the ball or hand the ball off. It's that triple option, that triple spread option that's now integrating its way into the NFL. So he's kind of a game manager too. And so that's, I mean, it's going to be tough for Rams fans this year. They just stomach another losing season, another missed playoff opportunity. But they have a lot of young guys. And they can get a star quarterback in here through trade, free agency maybe, through the draft. They could be a good team. They could be a good, dynamic, 
hard-hitting team that go far into the playoffs. It doesn't have to be the greatest show on turf for us to get there again. There's got to be, you know, the hard-hitting defense. The Seattle model, as I like to call it. That's what it is. It's the Seattle model right now. Seattle wins the Super Bowl using defense, and that's great. Russell Wilson isn't the greatest quarterback to ever walk into a locker room. In my opinion, that's Peyton Manning. And he beat him because of defense. Uh, and speaking of defense and the Rams, last night Michael Sam got a big sack on Johnny Manziel and afterwards got up, flashed his money sign. That was great to see. And I think that's Michael's second sack of the preseason. Made a couple plays in the first game. Got a sack in the second. Got a sack in the third. That's why I think he'll make the team, ultimately. I don't think it'll be any other reason. It won't be politically driven. It won't be to make the Rams look better. For public relations. I think Michael Sam will just make the team based on his preseason play. He's been doing just an excellent job. It's the reason he was the SEC Defensive Player of the Year. There's a big reason. So sacks. He's getting to the quarterback. And in Sac City, that's what you need. But Aaron Donald needs to take a playoff because he's ran five or six series in a row. They'll put Michael Salmon. They'll put him in third down. Get to the quarterback. And that's, that's why he'll make the team. It's, it's going to be great to see him make the team. But someone who shouldn't be starting or in a game probably this year, is, is Johnny Manzo. I don't think they should. the Browns should ever put him in unless they're up by like 10 or they're down by, yeah, if they're up by like 20, down by 20 in a game. Put him in, get him a couple reps, playing for the future there. Brian Hoyer, I don't think he is, you know, going to lead them to a Super Bowl anytime soon. I don't know if Johnny Manziel can do that, but... He shouldn't be starting this year at any point. I don't care if Brian Hoare goes out and throws 10 or 12 interceptions and only six touchdown passes. It's not time for Johnny football. He needs to learn. He needs to learn how the league works. He needs to learn the playbook. He, there's so many things he's not used to yet that he'll need to learn. So it, it was great to see that the Browns named Brian Hoare at the start. Started for that reason. Is they understand that this can't just be, oh, we need to put fans in the, the seats right now. Worry about the future later. He'll develop. Not if he's hurt. Can't develop when you're hurt. So, I, I thought that was the best move the Cleveland coaches have made all year. By putting Johnny Football on the bench and keeping him there. Let's talk about one other sports topic uh, before we go. Let's talk about this Clippers deal. Steve Ballmer uh, finally becomes the, the Clippers owner after a huge battle with Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling and his wife battling in court over whether or not she had the right to sell the team. I like to see Steve Ballmer there. Uh, someone who can bring a little bit of stability to that franchise. Someone who I saw you know, Doc Rivers talk highly of, which is good when you, when you have a coach who can bring you a finals championship, and who the players seem to like, 
who the fans seem to like. Just anyone but Donald Sterling at this point. And that, that was that was great to see. That was great to see that deal finally go through. Finally in this mess. I'm sure it's not completely over. He'll try to sue the league. He'll try to sue Steve Ballmer's dog. He'll sue everyone. But the fact that a judge did decide that Steve Ballmer owns the team, that's huge. That's huge. And I just want to commend Adam Silver. I know he's been commended everywhere else, but a personal one. Someone he'll never hear this from, but I just want to congratulate him on standing up to Donald Sterling, banning him for life, and allowing this to happen. It should have happened a long time ago. And I'm glad to see it happen now. All right, and this has been your podcast uh, for the Jack Attack Sports Attack, Sports Attack for the day. I must, I was good up until then. I was good up until the end. I guess I guess I relaxed a little bit, but uh, it's been it's been a fun podcast. Uh, comment it, just let me know what you think about it. Uh, this is this is really just more for me to just sit here and talk. If you guys enjoy it, enjoy it. If it you know. If you hate it, but just because of you know my my fan loyalties or what I'm talking about and rouse you up a little bit, that's that's great too. Let me let me hear some of that stuff. Uh, email me, uh, post it on Facebook, Twitter, probably a couple of podcast sites. I'll uh, post it everywhere I possibly can. There's also gonna be a blog that goes with it that I'll I'll type up every week. Uh, just I'll pick a sports ca- a sports topic, maybe I'll pick several, and I'll I'll write a huge article. Maybe I'll do some more reporting, some journalistic work maybe. Really, really the point of this podcast is I've kind of shown an interest in doing this for, for a living. You know, maybe going to college and studying this as opposed to anything else. Or along with something else, doing maybe journalism and broadcasting. Uh, so just let me know some feedback on it. That's, that's mostly, you know, what you think about it, how you think about it, how you came to that conclusion. What do you think I should do? Uh, maybe talk, a, you know, send me a couple things about some topics you'd like to hear on it. If you want to be a guest, let me know. Uh, I'm going to have guests from time to time. Maybe, you know, both my brothers are huge sports fans. Uh, one of my brothers lives in Seattle. The other one lives in Germany. So they're going to have different sports topics to talk about. Have them on the show. Friends, my girlfriend, maybe my dog. See if he wants to be on here. Um... Yeah, but just let me know. Let, let me know what you guys think I should talk about, what you would like to hear on it, what I'm doing wrong, what I'm doing right. Anything to that sort would be great. Uh, until next time, I'll talk to you guys. Just remember to comment. Thank you.